Welcome to Bought at a Price. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. And here, we're committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical, science-backed lifestyle tips to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Again, thank you for listening. Hello, ladies. I hope you had a chance to listen to last week's episode about trusting God in suffering. I just love my friend Sherea to death, and what God has taught her through this process has been so beneficial, not only in my life, but in the lives of so many people I know. So if you're struggling with suffering of any kind, Listen to that episode from last week. There's a link for it in the show notes as well. But today's topic, reaching a world in need, learning to love like Jesus. Sunday, my pastor at said that we, as in we, the church, are the representatives of Jesus. And in light of current events, these words broke my heart. I didn't plan on recording this episode. I really was working on something totally different. But as I was looking out my window last Sunday, protesters were mobbing outside my house, peacefully demanding change. And it continued my heartbreak from what my pastor had said about us, the church, being Jesus's representatives. How did Jesus love people? And as conduits of God's love, are we conducting all aspects of our lives with Jesus's love? That question and what the Bible says about Jesus's love are what we're going to talk about today. Because the church, the body of Christ, you, me, we've been called to reflect God to the watching world. If you've taken the Bought at a Price class, you've heard me say those words over and over and over again. But now, my heart, I'm at a standstill examining my own heart, examining how well I'm reflecting God to the world that he's placed me in. So as you're listening, would you ask the Holy Spirit to help you examine your heart as well? Would you join me in meditating on God's word, allowing it to change you, allowing it to change me? And then would you, along with me, would we agree to allow the word of God to shape how we reflect God's love to the world around us? So scripture, what does it say about Jesus's love? This last Sunday, a lady that I am so proud to know said that you only love as much as the person you love the least. And I want you to think about those words as we look at how Jesus loved others. And I'm going to repeat those words again. You only love as much as the person you love the least. So who do you just not 
like very much. Who do you struggle to be around? Try and go the opposite direction when you see them coming, whether that's at work or in public, at some public place, when we're allowed to be in groups of bigger than five, because where I live, we've only just recently even been allowed to gather in small groups of five. But think about that. And I want you The next time those people come to mind, the next time you have the opportunity to see them, ask the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart. Are you loving them like Jesus would love them? So today, we're not going to do a big exegetical dive into Scripture. It's just going to be Scripture, what God's shown me, and questions to hopefully stimulate your own thought. So the first verse I'm going to start with is one I think that we're mostly all familiar with, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And as I read these, this verse, the verses before John 3.16, I had to stop and think about birth, life, and the miraculous way that it all happens. It's birth that brought God's Son to us, and it was Jesus giving up His life that brought us life. It's God's love breathed into mankind ever since He first breathed life into Adam that brought us life. And God's every breath carries with it His great love for all of mankind. When you and I chose Jesus, the Spirit of God breathed new life into our dead human form. That's what John 3, 8 says, and that means that we're able to experience and become conduits of God's love. Jesus' love for you, for me, for the unlovable, for the sinners, this is what carried him to the cross. Jesus lovingly poured out his life so that we could know the fullness of God's love and then reflect and share that love with the world around us. So how has God's love changed you? Are you loving others with the same love, the love that died so that you could have eternal life? When I think about how well I reflect God's love, how well I reflect what Jesus did for me, I can't help but begin beating myself up. Every single hateful word, mean look, unkind thought, all plodding through my brain like the protesters that were marching outside of my house last Sunday. But there's a big difference, though, between these two. My thoughts want to beat me up and hurl accusatory words at me and say nothing about change or growth. The protesters, though, they were calm, speaking truth while smiling at their neighbor. They were marching because they know change is needed. So instead of letting my memories conduct an unfruitful riot, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me how those memories can be used to change me and how they can be used to make me a better reflection of all Jesus died to give me. 
I want to love others as Jesus did. I want to love others so well that they see nothing but Jesus' love for them. Would you join me? Do you want the same thing? Do you want to love others like Jesus did? Do you want to love others so well that they see nothing but Jesus' love for them? So before I jump into the Bible verses that show us how Jesus loved, I want to look at a new command and remind you of something very important. Jesus, he was fully human and depended on the same power source that he gave us, the Holy Spirit. And I'm reminding you of this because let's be honest, our sin nature isn't prone to doing anything loving or good. Apart from God, selfish and self-loving is about the only thing our nature, our sin nature is very good at. That's not just my sin nature, is it? So I want, because I don't think it's just me, I want to remind you, just like I'm reminding myself, cling to the Holy Spirit. Allow him to empower you to love others the way that Jesus did. Are you clinging? Are you powered up and ready to love? This new command that Jesus gave, John 13 verses 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. A theologian described this command as a Mount Everest kind of command, and he's right. Try as we might, we will never be able to love how Jesus loved 24-7. We'll have moments where we do and plenty more where we don't. But this doesn't mean we shouldn't make loving as Jesus loved us a full-time goal. Because when we set the bar high, we're going to reach it a lot more often than not trying at all. Plus, think of the love like Jesus practice that you're going to get in the process. How many people will be loved as they've never been loved if your intention with every interaction Everyone you pass by, everyone you think of, is to love them like Jesus. So let's look at a couple of Bible verses that show how Jesus loved others next, because they're going to help us understand how to put this command that Jesus gave us into action. Mark 2.17 says, And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. When Jesus said this, he was sitting with a bunch of tax collectors and sinners and had just invited one of those to follow him. Jesus spent a lot of time hanging out with people who weren't like him. And in this verse, he's saying, I came for people who don't act like me or believe what I believe. Jesus hung out with all kinds of people. He never belittled them, and he never made anyone feel less than. He's showing us that his love, the way that we're to love, involves loving people no matter what they believe or do. How's a person going to experience the true love of God if we avoid them and won't get to know them? 
If we're not loving others as Jesus loved, we also run the risk of becoming pharisaical and judgmental instead of loving. How Jesus loved others involved sacrifice and pointing them to God. For us, the how in loving others means putting their well-being above our own, giving them the best of ourselves, and sacrificing our wants for theirs. It doesn't mean we loosen up our obedience to God's commands. It means we remain steadfast in obedience while loving how Jesus loves. There's actually another verse, I don't remember the exact one, that even says that when we love others, we're actually fulfilling God's commands. So do you have friends who are not Christians? If so, how are you loving them? If not, why not? And what do you think Jesus would do? How should you respond? I believe God wants us to have our lives filled with all kinds of people. We should have a close knit of friends or family members who are solid in their faith in God because they're like Aaron and her that helped to hold up Moses' arms. They're the ones that come around us and make sure that we're not getting off course. But we're also supposed to be in the world and not of the world. We should be in relationship with all kinds of people, not just people who are just like us. Years ago, I was in a sinful relationship with a black man, and his mom loved me to Jesus. She was like Jesus in the above verses. Now, due to current events, let me clarify something, though, because I just said I was in a sinful relationship with a black man. And guess what? That relationship was not sinful because the man was black. My relationship was sinful because we were living together. I love people of all races and in every color. I see people who all beautifully reflect God. But Doris, his mom, she saw a sick young lady in need of a physician. She welcomed me into her life and never, ever held back in telling us, me and the man I was living with, how God felt about us and our living arrangements. She relentlessly pointed us to Jesus, loved us like Jesus, and eventually she loved me to salvation. She welcomed me a sinner, into her home and into her life because Doris loved the way that Jesus did. Every single day, I am thankful for the love lessons that my parents taught me, the love lessons that Doris taught me, because they all loved me how Jesus loves. When we love others like Jesus loved, we have the opportunity to also love them to salvation. When Jesus loved others, he looked into their hearts and met their deepest need. He loved by healing their physical, emotional, and their spiritual needs. How Jesus loved others left them hung, left the hungry fed with more than just food. Jesus loved by purposefully going where others wouldn't go and then taking the time to talk with people who were ignored, not engaged.
The love Jesus had for others was a love that dined with sinners and saints, disciples and betrayers. Jesus' love for others wasn't a love reserved only for people who looked like him, talked like him, or believed what he believed. His love extended to friends, family, strangers, saints, sinners, priests, politicians, and enemies. Jesus' love for others had no bounds, and his love continues boundless. This kind of love, loving as Jesus loves us, is the love Christians are to be known by. This should be our beacon symbol and our reflection to the world around us should fully convey the love of Jesus. So what difference could be made if each one of us committed to loving others like Jesus did? If we all started practicing Jesus-style love with the same fervency we put into whatever it is we're most passionate about, what kind of ripple effect would that have? How many lives would be changed? The current events in America have really caused me to shed many tears, and I am not a crier. My heart has been broken, and I imagine how Jesus feels as lives are taken because of people's hatred and fear. But it goes so much deeper than that. Jesus has been grieving our treatment of people who don't look, talk, think, or act like us for a long time. The hatred displayed in America is not something I'm proud to be identified with. I'm not proud that our white forefathers brought slaves into a country they claimed for God and then wrote about freedom for all people while being slave owners themselves. My heart breaks that the same people massacred and displaced the Indians whose rightful home is the land that we call home. But the atrocities don't. They didn't stop there. They continued. And the current hate crimes flow from the same hate-filled veins as prior generations. Hate. It's the foulest of four-letter words, and it stinks of selfish pride, ambition, and fear. But my heart also breaks because I know that apart from God, some degree of hate courses through my veins. It isn't hate that most people would consider hate, but it's just as bad. It's my tendency to think that my viewpoint matters more than someone else's, my tendency to judge based on another person's disheveled outfit or scowling face. It's selfishness when I have more than enough to give. It's so many things beyond color, but none of them show Jesus's love. And I'm confident that hate of anything besides sin isn't something God wants any of his children doing. God is love, and we're to reflect him to the world around us. There's so many stories of how Jesus loved. So many. The Bible is full of them. And instead of writing or talking about each one of them, I want to invite you to read and to meditate on them yourself. I've included a link to a list of stories that show how Jesus loved others. And I've added some questions to those to help stimulate thought and action. My friend, we all need to examine our hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to unearth any hate, the little and the big kind of hate that's preventing us from fully loving like Jesus. 
So would you look for opportunities to love? Would you listen for the Holy Spirit and be willingly to lovingly and obediently walk into other people's lives? Until next time, think about how you're reflecting God to the world around you. One life at a time, you and I can lovingly change the world. God bless, friends.